Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Everybody, welcome to the 138th recording of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Now, I know that a lot of people have asked for the update to the dates with Adrian that I've gone on. So I think what we're going to do is, I think we'll just knock that out first instead of holding it to the end again. Because I know that a, a couple of people have been asking what whatever <laughs> happened on that third date. Uh, shout out to shout out to Lecky, all the way out in in Scotland for for actually reminding me to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. We were we were uh, talking, and he just goes, "Hey, whatever happened on that third date?" And I was like, "Dude, you gotta you gotta wait. You gotta wait a week. You can't. This isn't like the HBO hack. I'm not letting these Game of Thrones episodes go early. You know." Wow, you're equating your your relationship, your dates to Game of Thrones. Well. There's some real Western, there's some real uh, Westerosi shit going on out here. <laughs> you, you had a red wedding over there. Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe the purple wedding, but brutal. Has there been a wedding that's like been given a color code that hasn't been brutal? I, I like that you have to you, you qualify with the color code. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I literally just I was trying to get Lane into the show. You know, I'm just coming off the rewatch, and yeah. I showed her the first episode, and I was like, "Huh, you know, uh, this is da- it was Daenerys's wedding to Khal Drogo, mm-hmm. and aside from the fact that any a Dothraki without at least three deaths is considered a dull affair, you know, yeah. there wasn't any major death at that wedding. So I was going to say to her, this must be the only wedding in this entire show. I didn't say it because you know spoilers and all, but to you at least." That must be the only wedding on the show that we see, right? That that doesn't end up with a ton of major deaths. Um, what about the one between uh what about the one between uh Marjorie and Joffrey? You're right, you're right. Well, that's the purple wedding. Oh, duh. But, Sorry. But I realized that uh, Sansa and Tyrion, as well as Sansa and Ramsay, those those don't end up with, you know, terrible deaths at the end, so I mean, the Sansa Ramsey one is just, you know, that's a, that's a different ending. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked already. Yeah. We're getting sidetracked already. So, all right, where we left off was we had, a, like, uh, we sort of set a date to, um, to meet up because she said she was leaving to go home to the West Coast, and I sort of pushed to say hey let's just like at least meet each other for a little bit because it seems like it seems like we're we're feeling each other's energy so far right like i kissed her on the train and all that jazz and yeah you want to like, all right well going. you want to keep things going yeah because if we're gonna wait until after the 14th reza like i don't even know when that is what's today's date like it's so far away right <laughs> and things like this can be so fickle that you want to be able to just make sure that you're seeing each other enough where you do take a take a break or a trip, and you can sort of come back. You have a reason to come back and see somebody, you know? Right. So we decided that we were going to do um, Whole Foods right underneath her office in Columbus Circle, eat in the park, and call it a night. All right, cool. So 
show up. She's already there. I thought I showed up early. She's already there. I guess it's because it's in her building. Um, we walked down into Whole Foods and we're like, all right, you know, we originally we were thinking like, you know, cheese and crackers or something like that. Why don't we just go with sushi this time around? Cause I'm like, I'm a little too hungry for just cheese and crackers. Uh, this, but this guy ran this morning. So, um, let's get, let's get two things of sushi. And she goes, let's go get, grab a bag of chips. She's going to grab some juice. I grabbed the San Pellegrino and we start walking to check out. Now, I remember her saying that she wants to split this, but part of me was thinking like, how, yo, how are we going to split this shit that we got in our hands right now, right? I go, do we just like each take one of these things and we just buy our own thing? But I was holding everything because she was the one like selecting stuff and I was the one just holding it. So I just started putting it all down. And then while the uh, checkout lady is scanning everything, she go, uh, the girl goes, uh, yo, um, can you split the bill? And I was like, oh, geez, she's, like, totally serious about this. Like, not in a I was going to disregard it type of way, but more of a you're really going to, like, go to split this while we're at the supermarket right now? Like, is it that serious? <laughs> is it that serious? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and so she goes, yeah. So the, the total comes out to, like, I want to say, like, $38.91, Okay. Yeah, it comes out to thirty eight ninety one. Okay, and then she goes, "Well, how do you want to split it? Because it's not—it's an odd number." And the cashier is just like, "Her mind is blown." Uh, and I go, "Dude, just give me like what nineteen forty six on mine and nineteen forty five on hers, and we're, and we're fine." And she goes, uh, uh, "Okay." So what I learned was that you can do that at the supermarket. They can split the bill into two forms of payment. Did you know this? So I remember—I I remember from when we worked at Target. Uh, you could split the bill for, but like I never would, I never split the bill like this, where one person wanted to pay for half or one person wanted to pay for something and the other person, like in those instances, it's always, you know, one person pays for their stuff, the other person pays for their stuff, right? What I've done in the past at Target was uh, let somebody pay like $20 uh, cash and then put the rest on their credit card or yeah. vice versa, whatever. And that's, that's really easy to do. But I don't know if I've ever done it with like, I mean, I'm, again, I'm, I'm obviously some. It's obviously possible, but I, I don't think I ever did it where it was two different credit cards. Yeah, and so it. You know what? We did it. I was just like, okay, um, like she, a, she meant what she, what she said. I'm not disregarding that at all. But B, I think she's taking this thing to like a fault. You know what I mean? And I think this is this is coming down to just uh, like. Just different approaches, different approaches, and which is fine. I mean, to me, there's there there is nothing wrong with it exactly. It's it's the, it's just the fact that she it, it seems like she's highly concerned about this. Yeah, she's, she's placing like, a lot more concern on this than I am, and based on like that different level of concern, it's making me like more concerned than I should be. You know what I mean? Like I came in here like cool about. Like, at least this aspect of shit. And then, like, she put, because of her emphasis on it, uh, made me sort of not only raise it to her level, but then, like, overthink it beyond her level. Like, I'm right. just trying to be like, yo, listen, it's like $38. Like, let's just let's just get this a move, you know? Like, I don't, like, again, me picking it up, you picking it up, it doesn't mean anything besides just, hey, can we just move on to, like, actually enjoying the food as opposed to 
like sweating over the small stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I just see this as just like like minor details, but when you call something like this out, then it like sticks in me. It's like that uh, Maniscalco bit when on uh when he's with Jerry and they're drinking the cappuccinos and they got the small cappuccino spoons. Like if you put out a detail like that, I'm gonna pick it up. If you didn't, then I'd be like, all right, this is just a normal day. But if like let's just say I went to your place, right? You and Elena's new place. And we like you made cappuccinos for everybody, and then you came out with you know the cappuccino cups on the small sort of saucers with the spoon. It's like, oh, I see. There's an attention to detail here, and then you go home talking about the small spoons. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we we make it out of the Whole Foods alive. No. Um. We, so we were walking out of the Whole Foods, and we we're walking into the park. The park is right across the street, and it's like a little humid but it's like starting to cool off a little bit and there was a threat of rain so we were hoping for the longest time like oh my gosh let's hope we don't get rained on whatever whatever so i go where do you want to eat and she responds well there's this bench that i would like to eat lunch on sometimes so why don't we go there i said lead the way so we're starting walking in the runner's lane i know and i sort of motioned over like hey let's get out of the runner's lane because Knowing me, contrary to like, your Reddit comment, it's like <laughs> it's that stuff drives me insane. It's like the stuff is clearly marked out. Like if you're walking, you have sidewalks in the park. If you're running, you stick to your lane. If you're biking, you stick to the like the lane that's three times bigger than the runner's lane. Don't even get me started it, on bikers' lanes, dude. Oh Jesus! Because like because I run at night, right? And I wear as colorful stuff as I can. But if you're a biker and it's like 10 o'clock at night and there's nobody in the bike lane, do not fly down in the runner's lane. And then look at me like, why am I in your way? It's like, if anything, I'm, I'm going to throw a hip at you and watch you go flying. And you better hope to God that that helmet was designed to do what it was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have issues, especially when I, so when I was in Seattle and I would run. There's a lot of there's a lot of cyclists in Seattle. And there was this trail that I would hit uh, like I would have to run on for about a mile before I got home. And there were just, you know, there was a lot of blind, there's a lot of blind turns and such. And they all, there are always signs that say, you know, walk your bike at this point, right? There's, there was even an overpass that went over the train tracks near my place. And again, it's like, you know, narrow, narrow path, walk your bike. Nobody ever walks their bike. Nobody ever gets off and walks their no. stupid bikes. So then I'm like sitting there, like nudging myself to the side of the road so I don't yeah. get smacked by the handlebars of these cyclists. Right. Anyway. Should have thrown a hip out and be like, yeah, serves you right. <laughs> For example, when I uh, – this is very common around the office. I get off the train at 23rd Street and, you know, it's like the uh, the Flatiron building, right? Like there's a ton of tourists. It's nice. It's whatever. There's a big-ass park right there. I get it. Fine. Do not rent one of these – have you you've seen those city bikes, right, yep. like, that you can like rent? Yep. Do not rent a city bike – and a proceed to ride it on the sidewalk and ring your door uh, ring your bell at me. Ooh, Reza. I lost it one morning because there was like these two like sort of like two nondescript European <laughs> tourists. Alright? Okay. From possibly twenty countries they could have been from. Okay. Yeah. But they yes. decided they decided at like 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning when it's rush hour. Like, people are in suits, like, 
it's a busy sidewalk. There's a ton of offices everywhere. People are moving, and they're like ringing, like they're sort of like uh, not ringing the doorbell, but um, they're sort of like, what? How, what's the action here? I guess ringing their bells, right? That's ringing that's their bells. Their ringing, bell. yeah, ringing their bell. They're like ringing their bell on the sidewalk because people won't get out of the way. And the bike lane is like ten feet to their left, but their side, they're thinking, you know what? I ain't about that life. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ride my bike on the f- on the sidewalk. And I, I lost it that morning. That's because you didn't get the memo. It was their sidewalk that morning, buddy. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you didn't read your email. That's what happened. Yeah, you know the Wi-Fi can be real spotty in the, in the train sometimes. So me drop kicking him was probably not the right thing to do. That's my fault. I gotta take that drop kick back. Drop kick back. <laughs> but I literally yelled out, "What do you think you're doing?" And everyone was just like looking at them, like, you're going to ring your doorbell, uh, your doorbell, Jesus, you're going <laughs> to ring your bell at me. I'm like, what part of the road did you think you had to ride away on? And I think it's just because of the neighborhood that we're in, where everyone basically had to keep it together because A, they were walking to work and they, they you know, they're, everyone's just going to work. It's, it's already terrible. Or B, you're not going to be the one that makes a scene. And I've just been in a mood recently where, like, especially in my runs in Central Park, where when the when there's, like, an intersection and people can cross, it's usually, hey, like, just look both ways and cross whenever you can. And you might have to wait a while because there's a thousand bikes coming your way or there's a thousand runners. But do not... Walk halfway and then create like a median that you're now trying to split the river in because I have yelled at people like very loudly. I've, I've, I've made it a point now to not just be silent about things because it's almost like uh, the hesitant driver is worse than, uh, than like uh, the aggressive driver because the hesitant driver, you have no idea what to expect. At least with the aggressive driver, you know the lines are going to take. Um. So there's the families, like the other night I was running and this family walks into the runner's lane and then all like a big group of bikers, like, you know, they're all wearing like their matching team shirts or whatever and they're training and they're like, there's like a good dozen of them. And so they stop in the runner's lane at the last second and I basically almost take out like half their family. Jeez. And I was, and they looked at me like, why am I in the way? And Reza. We're, we were recording on a Sunday, so I'm not going to say what I said. <laughs> okay. But it was loud, and I looked back, and I was like, you just got to watch where you're – I mean, if you had to distill it, if you really had to distill it, it was just watch where you're going, and don't be an idiot. Because um, I think I told the story of like when I was running that last 5K, and that dad stopped with his big-ass backpack, and I basically had to hurdle him in his backpack. Like, we're in the middle of a race. There are 10,000 runners and you and your family, you're trying to, like, scurry across the border like this is East Berlin. And then next thing you know, you like, he just decides, you know what, I don't know how to make this out. Let me just stop. And then so in my lane, I basically have to put two hands on the back of his backpack and, like, hop over. I was just like, you, like, come on, dude. Like, I didn't know it was be an idiot day. So... All this is to say, we were walking in the runner's lane, and then we have to get over to the sidewalk. So, 
we walk over to the sidewalk. See, we're back on track now. We're back on track. This is what happens when you're an idiot in the runner's lane. You know, you just it throws your entire flow off. <laughs> so she walks us over to her bench, and it's right in front of these two baseball fields. We're sort of sitting down, and like there was a, an intramural game that was wrapping up. We grabbed the sushi, you know, I'm holding the sushi thing. She's, you know, we're going after it. And every time we take a piece, she's like, cheers. So we're cheers and sushi pieces. I'm like, all right, you know, the energy is decent um, there. But when we're talking to each other, because we're both sitting on a bench, right? Like, I've sort of angled my body a little bit to the left, right? Because I'm talking to you. But she is looking just straight the entire time. And every once in a while, she'll move her head over to the right. And I go... Okay, like I get it. Um, not as open as you'd like, but but we're fine. You know, it's fine. Um, maybe maybe she'll warm up or whatever. Maybe it's just. I mean, she just got out of work, so you're decompressing all that yada yada. It's fine. And just realizing that as we're eating, she's continuing to just talk out in front of her. And she's looking over, like, very rarely. So I'm just going, okay. Okay. Don't think I don't see this. And don't think I don't feel this. Uh, I'm tracking this for sure, right? It's like an active active blip on radar. But uh, I'm a lot, okay. Like, I know, I, if this is the energy that we're going with today, then this is the energy that we're going with. And as the time, so, like, this, we started eating at around, like, 8 o'clock. And when 9 o'clock rolls around, like, all of these dog owners come out, we find out, that uh, in Central Park, which is, again, primarily funded through private donors, which I thought was really interesting, dogs can be off their leash after nine. And so we, we must have been in a part of uh, the park where a lot of the same owners come and like have their dogs interact with each other and they run around the field and whatever. We found out with some of these owners when we were talking with them because their dogs kept coming over to us. That some of these people have been coming here for like years, every night, like with the dogs interacting with each other. That's amazing. So yeah, so like we're talking, dude, we're talking like twelve to like twenty dogs, and like the owners are just like chilling. It was a beautiful night, you know. There's people sitting on the benches reading newspapers while the dogs are running around. There's people like just talking with the people, other people that are there, and like, the dogs are just running wild. It's great, and. You know, we're sort of just like admiring all the dogs and we're petting the dogs when they come over. Uh, and then I realized that, you know, because it's so nice out, I've sort of done the full lean back. You know, it's like a nice summer night. It's not humid anymore. It's nice and cool. You want to feel that breeze up in your hair. So I was like, you know what, let me do that lean back. And then I realized that she's sitting all the way up on the bench. She's got like half an ass on this bench. And I go, like, what's going on right now? You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like... She's either like stiff arming me to keep the distance there, or she's extending the distance, like she's running away trying to score. And I was like, "Why is there? Why does it feel like there is such a divide tonight?" And so, I I do what I think is a, a normal thing, which is I try to cut that distance, right? So what I do is I reach for her, like, the middle of her back, and I just start, like, scratching the middle of her back. It's like, I think it's cute. I think I just done it in a way to, like, it's sort of like a, like a small thing. You're breaking the distance. You're engaging in some physical contact. And uh, 
let's just say that you know how they say like previous results don't predict future behavior. Uh, like this is an investment portfolio. I'll tell you this: based on previous experience, when this happens, she'll usually lean back. Right? She'll lean back into you on the bench. I've already got my sort of arm extended. Like it's a she being the general girl, right? Yeah, general. Okay, okay. She, not, right. not not this particular not her. girl. Not 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 this particular girl, but. In general, this is why I thought that that would be a solid approach. Um, now, I also I feel like I'm going to give a lot of like, well, there is uh, the legal language, which is like, you know, all all girls are not the same, and you know, every situation is different, and you got to read all this shit. Like, I get it, I get it, I hear you, I hear you, going off of what I know, and and what's always worked, by the way. I mean, I know like that counters a legal language there, but whatever, I had to say that. So. I do that, and she turns around, and she goes, are you petting me like a dog right now? And Reza, in all of the, uh, in the matrix, right? In the matrix of possibilities, uh-huh. <laughs> that that wasn't on the bingo card. It really wasn't. Uh, that, that bingo number does not get called. That's like a, is that a, is that a G2001? It's like, no, no, no. You realize that bingo numbers are only double digit, right? It's like, no, I, I know what I said. Um, she goes, are you petting me like a dog? And I go, like, it th- like she said that and it threw me off so bad. It threw me off so bad I had to ask, excuse me? Like, I, I, I think I know what you said, but I got to confirm that you actually said it. And she says, are you petting me like a dog right now? And I go, okay, this is strike three. In my head, this is strike three. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What was strike one? What? What was strike one? Oh, sorry. You're right. I can't be throwing like this new uh, <laughs> new scoring method. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> game over, Reza. Okay. What I do? Okay. You you goofed. I, you I goofed. knew That's strike two had to have been like the whole the whole grocery store experience, and I was just curious. All right. Well, not right, even that. No, 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 no. That that's that was not a strike. No, okay. that's a check swing. That's she a check just, swing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just went from zero to three, just like that. She went from zero, zero to, to one, like zero to hundred. Yeah, what's eight more than ninety-two, Reza? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe that Drake had a number, not a number one, but a Billboard Top One Hundred with Dre, where that's like the beginning of the hook every time. Sorry, um, strike one was not really strike, but like uh, the known sort of weirdness was when we were sitting down eating and she'd only look out straight. Right, that's yeah, one. Yeah. I picked up on that first. The okay. second one was. The distance between us when we were sitting, right? Like I'm, I'm leaning all the way back. She's sitting all the way up front a little bit. I was like, okay, like I. This is not me being over analytical and sensitive. This is just if you were there and you felt that you would feel like almost a physical divide in the body language. Like if this is like if what we're doing right now is going on our quote unquote third date, then this body language signifies something. If we were just two people chilling on a bench. Like, you wouldn't even think it, uh, twice about any of this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if it was just me and a friend, it'd be like, whatever, dude. You're just sitting here chilling. You're enjoying your time together. But, like, if this is a date, then I'd like to think that you want the language, the body language, to be a little bit warmer. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. So, strike three is the whole, are you petting me like a dog right now? And I go, oh, my gosh. I am simultaneously shocked and offended frankly, that you think I would view you like this or would do it with that intention. Like, if 
if your thought is I'm petting you like a dog right now, how do you view me see you, like viewing you? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what is the what's the what's the dynamic between the both of us right now where you think that that's what's going on in my head? Like do you think so little of me that that is the excuse that you tagged on to like what just happened? And so I just said uh, I think you're reading too much into this. And she goes, I think you saw these dogs out here oh and you've been petting God. these dogs. Sorry. And I was like, right. But I was like, I guess we're trying to like make things – like we're seeing – it's like the beautiful mind, right? Russell Crowe is seeing connections that aren't there. We're just – we're making false claims and accusations out here. And I was like, you know what? I just said, you know what? I'm sorry. I think you're reading this wrong, but I'm sorry. So we just sat there for a little bit longer. And then she goes, what time is it? And it's like around 9.45 or something like that. And she goes, let's get out of here because the train stopped running. I was like, all right, fine. So we walk. And she proceeds to walk in the runner's path again. And I go, you know what? Let's just let's just pop over to the sidewalk, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, yo, man, listen. The principles, right? <laughs> sorry. No, I just, I'm not laughing at you. I just find it funny. I just That's all. Um, so we cut out at 66 because it's flat out to 66. Like the road is flat. If you, if you leave at 72, it's a high incline. Um, normally at the end of my runs, I either decide if I'm running up 72nd, like I do the full loop, right? Like I come in on 72nd, I go south, loop all the way up to the top of the park and back down. If you come out at 72nd, the, uh, the last fifth of that mile is like a, like an on-ramp, Right. Think of an on-ramp onto a bridge, like one of those circular uh, drives, right? Okay. But imagine the incline is like a six or six and a half out of ten on the treadmill. So it's steep. So that, for the last fifth of a mile, I'll do that if I'm just like trying to punish myself a little bit harder. And then just like try and flat out after the end of six to see how much I got left in the gas tank. Um, or you run down to 66 and it's like literally just a flat slash small decline onto the street. So most people like to run out on 66 cause you, nobody wants to deal with a hill at the end of their run. I've already dealt with enough hills on this path. So, um, she goes, while we're walking out to 66, she goes, Hey, why don't we take the train at 66th street? And I go, I can drop you off at 66, but I'm walking at 72nd cause A, it's a nice night and B, I'm not taking a subway with you for, with, for six blocks. Like that you. seems that's that seems like a, a waste. And then what's interesting was she goes, "Oh, okay. Well, then I'll walk with you to Seventy Second Street." Reza, I gave her an out on Sixty Sixth Street, right? And you ought to know that like Sixty Sixth Street is near uh, Lincoln Center, but it's definitely not as busy as Seventy Second. Like you've been to Seventy Second and Broadway. That ish is busy. It's a major intersection. So I only bring that up because of what we're about to go through. All right. Um, so we're like walking slowly up uh, up Columbus and then we're walking over uh, on the 72nd and Broadway. And she goes, oh, you know, maybe I need to go to Trader Joe's or whatever. I go, well, let's just cross because I got to cross that way anyways. And then when she crosses, I think she didn't realize that I was going to cross with her. She, I think she's trying to shake me at this point. And <laughs> she goes, all right, no, I think I'm going to go. Okay, I said, that's fine. So I go in for the hug because I'm not kissing you tonight because, like, this shit's mad weird. I was going to give her a hug, and I, as I'm going giving her a hug, I go, I'll see you when you get back. 
and you know she does she does a lean back right she goes lean back she leans back and she says sandy and in that moment reza this might just be because i've dated a ton i've been here 10 years i've dated a ton that's easy right it's perfect i'll tell you why in that one word in those two syllables you've given me i'm not feeling this i don't want to see you again let's get out of this it's not uh, cool when you put it like that no, but but, it's, but think about it this way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've only seen each other three times for a grand total of maybe six hours, right? Six hours spread across three weeks, anything, if you think about it. So when you say that, it's like, you know, I don't want to see you again. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm not feeling this, which is fine three dates in because, Reza, there's no attachment. Yeah. Right? You're just you're just something like this is just something, some person I'm meeting and I'm getting to know early. I, that might make me sound jaded as hell. I get it. But it's almost like a time management thing, right? Like we're all busy and we all work and, you know, we got extracurriculars. But if you don't want to see somebody, the best thing you can do is just respect people's time. People these days are so sensitive about like having quote unquote uncomfortable conversations in real life. Because if you do this over text, it's easy, right? Because you can be a little bit more blunt because you ain't seen the person. But you force a lot of these people to have con- – not these people, but you, you force people to have these conversations in real life. It can be a bit tough. Now, granted, I'm saying all this. I know I'm presenting my side of the story. Now, if she were to ever present her side of the story, it would be interesting to hear like where we differed in how we saw things. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure – I'm not trying to make her sound like she's a sociopath. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to say that I took what she gave me. I try to be as present as possible, as in the moment as possible when I'm on dates. And this is what you gave me, and this is how I responded. You feel me? I do. So she does a lean back. She goes, Sandy. And in that moment, I gave you the three things that I that I just took from that very quickly. You don't want to see me again. You ain't about this life. Let's get out of here. So I, I, so what I did was I go, listen, we don't have to have like a fully fleshed out like, hey, like I'm not feeling this thing because of X, Y, and Z, or I'm just getting friend vibes, or I think we're into different things, we're different people, or looking for different things. Like I don't need the whole spiel, right? Like this date is a, like there's been a lot of turbulence on this date. We can just, we can just bounce. Like, and I'm not gonna lose sleep over like what I did wrong or what I might have said. So what I said to her was this. She goes, Sandy. And I go, I, this is what I said. I go, I get it. I had a great time getting to know you. Good luck with everything. And then she does a whole like, when, you know when girls like look through the top of their eyes? Right? Yeah. She, she does that and she goes, I'm sorry. And I go, oh, I sort of respond, there's nothing to be sorry about. I had a good time getting to know you. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Or it's fine that it didn't work out. I'm not sorry. Uh, I didn't say I'm sorry. Uh, It's fine that it didn't work out. Good luck with everything. And then she said, I'm sorry again. And I go, there's nothing to be sorry about. Can you stop saying you're sorry? Right. It's not, you know. It was three dates. It's three dates. There's no love lost. And so I left. At a certain point, I got to bounce. I don't want to. 
like the fact I tried to give you a I gave you an out by saying let me walk you to 66th Street and that's it right I gave you the one out the second out was when you said Sandy I wasn't an idiot okay and I wasn't like oh like what's wrong what did I do I wasn't fighting for this I'm not fighting to resuscitate this thing if you're telling me this thing is dying in the back of the ambulance I'm like I all right let's just note the time so that's why I said like hey I had a good time getting to know you. You know, it's all right that it didn't work out. Good luck with everything. Like, like you know, I've got that down to a, to a, to a T. That's like the last thing that I gotta send you off on. And then you should reread that as great. He gets it. Let's just move on. Cause does it really matter why we're not meant for each other? Like, do we both need to know exactly why we're not meant for each other? Nah. Yeah, Dating exactly. is a numbers game. It really is. Like. Yeah, sure. You want to be all romantic about it, fine. But like modern dating right now in this city, you got to play by the rules of, of what the expectations are. Now, I'm not saying that all romance is dead, but I think you also got to realize that the game is the game, right? And if like if this sort of, you know, build your own adventure ends this way, it's like it's not a let's not treat it like a full-blown tragedy. You feel me? Like, that's it. It's fine. Yeah. So I started walking away. And then she walked away. And then what I did was, and I'm kind of happy I did because we got some great, great shit out of this. I sent her a text. <laughs> I sent her a text like 10 minutes later, right? Because I had to walk to the grocery store. I had to do some grocery shopping, whatever. I sent her a text. And this is what I said. At 1034, I said, hey, I meant what I said about enjoying getting to know you. Good luck with everything. Exclamation point. Like, that's it, right? To me, that's the final uh, bow on this thing. And then we just send it out. We push it out forever. And part of me was expecting no response. If you don't give me a response, I'm totally okay with that. However, 25 minutes later, she hits me with the sad face. She hits me with the sad face emoji. Thanks, Sandy. And thanks for sparing me the cliches. And I go, wait a second. You can't like. You can't just say them. Then, if they're cliches, you couldn't have just said it. Like you were stumbling over your words or your emotions or your inability to get across what you meant that hard that you can't even spit out a cliche. The cliches for a reason, right? Like, you know, not feeling it. Like I just gave you like six cliches earlier. Like you can say any of that shit, and it's fine. Like. Res, I sent you that article about uh, like our smartphones destroying this generation. Ah, oh, I gotta read it. I literally told Lane about God it yesterday. Damn it, Reza. Sandy, God my damn bad. It. My bad. I'm but basically, I'm gonna read it. Basically, yeah, read it while I'm talking to you. Um, no, no, no I'm, I'm gonna read it after the podcast. I can't read it while you're talking. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just stop the story right now and Reza, read the article for everybody <laughs> over the podcast. We're we're pivoting on the podcast to reading the news. To, to read, yeah, yeah. Um, no. So basically, I mean, some of the stuff it states is just like there's emotional stunting. Uh, kids these days are doing a lot less shit than people were before. Dating is mm -hmm. down. People having sex are down. And people just inability. There's like a, a bigger inability to either find happiness or be able to converse with people. Like more kids nowadays are citing depression, uh, 
while simultaneously sort of talking about being on social media more and all the pressures of social media, yada, yada. Yeah, it doesn't um, surprise me at all. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, people are, people are, you're doing it for the gram, right? You're doing it for the gram, you're doing it for the likes, you're doing it for the retweets, like, mm-hmm. like and subscribes. It's mm-hmm. I get it. Like, But, like, if you're in real life, like, that's why I'm, I've told you this before, right? When you connect with somebody on one of these apps, because apps are just, like, the way to go, because it's impossible to meet as many people as I've swiped through in an hour than it would be to, like, dedicate that time to going out. Because what you're finding out a lot of times is when people go out, they want to hang out with their friends, you know? And it's hard for people to, like, break out of their groups and go into, like, a circle of friends and ask one person out in front of all their friends. Yeah. So that's, like, everyone is up on swiping right now. And what I'm about is, all right, we swipe, we connected, we banter early. Let's see what you're about. But then for me, it's all about getting you into real life as quickly as possible because I got to know, like, are we just like, are we just really good at texting? Because anyone can be funny over texting, right? Because you read it in the way you think they intended. But you, I got to know if this, if this shit is like real, real. So that's what, that's what's what. Um, so she sent me like, you know, thanks, Sandy. And thanks for sparing me the cliches. Two minutes later, Reza. All right, so that was 11.09. Two minutes later, she goes, would you want to go to a Knicks slash Nets game sometime? I actually don't know too many people who watch basketball and could use the good company. Ooh. <laughs> that's when you That's when you I, had to call me. <laughs> I had to call you. And I go, Reza, I never been in this position before. It's so weird. I've been in the let's be friends position before, right? But that's more out of like a like a throwaway comment like oh let's stay in touch you just say that that's like a it's like a forced hospitality piece of shit you know like you ain't you ain't mean any of that shit yeah so she goes would you want to go to a knicks nets game sometime i actually don't know too many people who watch basketball and could use the good company and reza i reached out to the brain trust i reached out to you i reached out to my sister i was like yo listen like what is going on right now like, were you not just in that horrific moment half an hour ago with me? Like, you couldn't even spit the words out. And now you're asking me to go to a basketball game? Like, what's going on? What are you, like, what's the intention here? Is it you really just want to be friends? Are we out here, like, on dating apps trying to find out if A, we're going to be a good couple, and then B, like, oh, let's just downgrade this to a friendship? Like, nah, bro. Like, I got my friends. I got enough of them. And if I make new friends, it's probably not through apps like... Through dating. Through dating apps. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what you, when you called me, that we, that's what we talked about. It's, it's a weird thing because you've gone out, like you, you've met up with the explicit purposes of seeing if you click on a romantic level. Right. Now, it is possible that you click, but not on a romantic level, but you're just like, wow, this person's a lot of fun. I would love to hang out with them. They're cool, right? But that's obviously not what happened here. Like very obviously right. what, what didn't happen here. Right. And so for her to like hit you up and say, hey, you want to go to Nick's game? Like, wait, wait, wait what? Yeah. What, what just happened to the, you know the sandy like come on yeah no come on dude. No, like you can't do that also it wasn't like like you said the feel the mutual feeling like oh like this person is really cool i could like just be friends with this person that never hit with me you know it's not like you're so cool that like i'm fine with us not being 
uh, romantically together, but I'm okay with us being friends, you know? And that sort of just goes back to the whole, I'm not on apps like Tinder or Hinge or Bumble or shit like this to make friends. Yeah. Like, there's that Master of None episode where, like, you know, people are on these dating apps looking for friends. I was like, this is, this is a big waste of time. It really is. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. You can't be like, oh, I thought, you know, we just come up here and be friends with each other. It's like, nah, you see, you knew exactly what you were doing. Like, don't don't play dumb. Like, the, we're, we're, we're too far into this. Like, if you told me about this, like, Tinder stuff, like, eight years ago, when it was just a hookup app, and you're like, oh, like, didn't know how we, like, if it was only for hookups, if it was all other things, like, I get it. At least when it was that young, you could fake that. But, bruh, we're like... So way too many versions into this app now to to want to do that. And so I reached out to you guys. It was like this thing was like just bumping in my brain. Like I didn't know how to respond to this until about an hour later. I go, sorry, I'm confused. This is my response to her. I go, sorry, I'm confused. From the way we left things tonight, it seemed like you didn't want to continue seeing each other. That's at 12.04, and 15 minutes later, at 12.18. Reza, this is past my bedtime. All right. <laughs> I want to be in bed. This is a Thursday, right? This is, yeah, this is just, this is Tuesday. Wait, what? This is on Tuesday, Reza. Oh, God. See this? Yeah, okay. See, Reza, this is why. No, this is why I'm telling you, man. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with the with the passing of time. It's just flying. I'm aware got, of my dates. I'm aware of my dates, uh, but time is just flying. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta do better. You gotta Tuesday. Yeah. T- this week. <laughs> this this week really did fly by for me. This week did fly by. You're right. Um, but you still gotta get on it, man. Come on. I'm telling you, Come like on. to me, I'm I'm gonna be like 80, and I'm gonna be like, holy shit! I remember I remember recording that podcast with Stan. It feels like it was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, you, uh, you're goofing. You're goofing every which way. So I said, sorry, I'm confused. From the way we left things tonight, it seemed like you didn't want to continue seeing each other. And then about 15 minutes later, 12.18, she goes, yeah, comma, not as a couple, but if it would be too weird to hang out as just friends, I totally get it. And I was like, uh, like, come on. Everything I just said, like we, like we ain't out here to make new friends. You know what I mean? Like, if if you, me and her met in a different way, I could see us becoming friends, but not when we were like we came out here to see if we were gonna work out as a couple, and then we kissed. Like, I'm at an age right now where like if this shit ain't working, like there's a ex- pretty explicit ex- uh, objective here, and I I don't mean that to sound jaded or cold, but. Like, I'm not on Tinder to meet new friends. You know what I mean? Like, I love my friends. I have enough of my friends. My friends are everything in my life right now. I love them. Not here to collect new friends through Tinder. Or the League. Yeah. Or OkCube. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like we, I'm done with that, dude. And I'm not making friends that way. Um, and although I will say, though, I will say that she does have a friend working at MSG, they get their free tickets. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and I know <laughs> I brought that up. There was I, a point where you <laughs> considered. <laughs> you were like, huh, maybe I could use a new friend now. Yeah, right? Could you be my nah, MSG I, friend? I, no, you talked me out of that. <laughs> um, and she goes, yeah, not as a couple, but if it would be too weird to hang out as just friends, I totally get it. Now, that also sort of solidified the whole, 
Alright, she totally means that, you know, she doesn't want to be together, which is fine. But then that she was totally meant to be friends because there was a part of the brain trust was, wait, did she, like, want you to fight for her because, you know, she was surprised at how quickly you dropped it or whatever. It's like, no, no, no. Clearly, she, you know, she felt that way. It's fine. Whatever. And so that was sent to me at 12.18 and then 13 minutes later at 12.31. We're, like, way past my bedtime now. I go, gotcha. It wouldn't be weird, but I think it's best we go our separate ways. Full stop. And she goes, you're right, period. That's probably best, period. Bang. And that, my friends, is the end of Adrian. End of that chapter. End of that chapter. Um, a nice three story, like a three date arc, right? Um, but it's a. Uh, it was unfortunate the way it ended, but knowing that the tur- knowing the way that we got there with all the turbulence along the way, it makes sense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's it's really tough to to it's really tough to see where this third date came from because I'm hearing it from I'm hearing it all from your point of view, right? And I do wonder where her head was and on that first and that second date to make her think this but when i told this to lena i just said the whole the whole date the entire day like she she knew she knew from before you hung out that there was nothing right and i had she had to have right like this this wasn't like a spur of the moment feeling during the date like oh he's petting me nah strike three that's over no it would she had to have she had to have have uh she had to have known and maybe she did just want to like hang out like you know this to her this hang out was just a just friends thing and she thought that there could just be a smooth transition to uh from from the potential romantic dating to just the friendship so that certainly is a possibility but she could have said something regardless without wasting your time that day and so so that she could have called you or even sent you sent you a text message because it doesn't matter. It's two two date two dates in. She doesn't, she doesn't even she doesn't need to talk to you on the phone and say, "Look, she doesn't owe feeling. me anything." Right? She can literally say, "Look, I, I had a good time with you, but I'm not I'm not feeling I'm not feeling on a romantic level or something like that." Right? It doesn't really matter. She could have said something, and so that's that's kind of where I am. It seems like it was just a waste of it. It was a waste of time. Just awkward interaction that you now have to kind of analyze in your head and think what was it either on this day or or before that kind of made her feel this way was it when you asked her to watch game of thrones with her right yeah she and you said that some of your friends thought you were you were giving netflix and chill vibes off and i was like nah dude it's game it's 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 thrones (laughs) it's It's just thrones like ain't nobody got time no each week to mess around during game of thrones yeah it's I, the most important thing in our society right now. I told Lena about this. I told Lena about that, and she's like, she's like, yeah, Netflix and chill, like you know, just hanging out. She's like, literally Netflix and chill. I was like, no, no, that's not what it is. It's yeah, not just right. Hanging out, I to sit there and break it down for her. Lena's too out of it. Uh, but now, nah, it's just, it was just weird, especially the whole. So, you know, now that we're broken up, you want to go watch a basketball game? Like, wait, what? Not even broken up, but now that we've established that there's, no, there's nothing there, you want to go see a basketball game? Like, wait, what? Huh? Right. No. It just... No, not really. Yeah, not not really. I'm good. And, like, I ain't, 
I'm not here trying to like see uh, basketball games like on the regular with you. You know what I mean? Like I don't like that sport that much. To be like, oh, like it'd be cool to. I mean, I love basketball, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe you run into her on the street in two months, right? And and you're like, you know, hey, how's it going? Blah blah blah. And then then you can watch a basketball game t- together, right? But don't no. don't text me, you know, an hour after that awkward interaction on the street and say, so do you want to go see a basketball game with me? Like, what? No, no, I don't. It's uh, maybe. But now thinking about it, maybe I should have done it. Only because Kyrie Irving might be coming to the Knicks, and it'd be nice to see Kyrie, like on the regular. I goofed, Reza. I goofed. Um, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. I gotta. I gotta go back and ask her, uh, if it's still possible. If it's still on the, uh, if it's still on the table. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, we're we're on on to the yeah. next thing. On to the next one. Um. It was just disappointing that I haven't been on a date with that much tension in a while. But you're right, though. It was she. It's. It felt like she had made up her mind going in to that third date, and I think I would have much more appreciated a text from her saying, "Hey, listen, kind of want to cancel tonight. Don't really want to see you know each other again." Like. Uh, not feeling it, whatever, whatever. I would have taken that gladly, Reza, because I would have gone for a nice run that night. Like, <laughs> right. it, it sounds dumb. It sounds dumb, but, like, like you and I were both busy with work. You only have so many hours in the day to do what you want to do. And you just robbed – you didn't rob me, but what could have been, like, what? So we met up at 8, dropped her off at, like, 10.30, like, two and a half hours of, like, just prime, like – me chilling time or me meeting with other friends or me working out like just spent doing that and it's just disappointing because i'm not about like surrounding myself that kind of energy if i don't have to like if you don't feel it then you don't feel it's fine but why are we out here trying to force shit if you already made up your mind before you came here that's all i feel you man yeah but it's all good though it's all good. Yeah. Um, so that's really the end of that. Uh, I wonder if... What did you think about the entire sort of like arc? you think we should keep doing this kind of stuff? Or do you think that um, we should keep this, on the, keep this on the DL on the outside? What do you mean there? Like, just from a... You think this is like... You think... Pardon me. Somebody asked me like, Hey, do you think she like Googled you? saw the podcast and heard what you were doing <laughs> oh man but like so to, to my my answer to that is i don't care right because if you go back through the tapes i don't think i said anything wrong to me it was just a recap of what we did i wasn't like overanalyzing everything i felt like i gave you my perspective on things and how it happened as they happen and the only real analysis of anything went down with this one. Because I think this one warranted it. Everything else is just like, hey, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can, I, I guess, like, if she did hear it, I can totally understand such a reaction, I guess. Just be, it's, it's, some people just don't want their, their info, you know, kind of 
put out like that. Not to say that you're sitting here giving her her real name, her whole yeah. name, and and address and all that good stuff. But you know, I get whatever. it. Whatever, <laughs> I get it. I, <laughs> I get say it. I say it's however you feel. You know. I'll tell you if, this though: if she ran a podcast and she was doing the exact same thing, I would love to hear. <laughs> I would love to hear what she had to say. I'd be like, okay, I would love to see, like the analysis at every point how you read things how i read things why you read it the way you did like i want to i want to get a ball up in there and figure out what happened why you do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that uh i don't know we'll see yeah yeah i don't think i'll change i think i'll keep going honestly (laughs) Hey, whatever you want to do is fine with me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, how have... I know we don't have too much time left. Right. So I'll let you decide what you want to talk about. All right. So um, I, was, I was thinking about telling you about the the furniture search, the sofa search, but uh, that's probably going to be boring anyway, and there's not a ton of time. So I will tell you about my evening with Lena on uh, Friday night. We went on a... We had a... So I was thinking of doing like a date night. Because we've just been doing a lot of wedding planning and uh, apartment search and furniture search, all that good stuff. And we ended up doing a bit of a compromise. We did end up going to Ashley Furniture Friday night. Mm-hmm. We looked at a few sofas and found something that we do kind of like. So we're th- uh, after this podcast, I'm actually going to go over. I'm going to go down to Lena's and we're going we're gonna to head to the furniture store again. But afterward, we went to uh, get dinner at Hibachi, right? Nice. And we we sit down and there's a group of three people across from us so it's like uh two women and a little girl so maybe like sisters and and then one of their daughter i don't i don't know and then uh after a little bit uh this young couple came in maybe maybe a little younger than us i'm not really sure but you know the the, the uh chef comes out he starts cooking right and i'm looking around the table and no one is looking at him no one's watching him cook and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, I've I've been to Hibachi before. I've been to Hibachi a lot, so I know pretty much everything they're, that they're going to do. But I don't know. Something about being, like, three feet from the guy who's cooking your food, I feel is a little disrespectful to just not be watching him, to literally pull out your phone and start texting. And that's actually when I started talking to Lane about the article that I hadn't read that I said I was going to read, Have Smartphones Destroyed a Generation on, on the so, Atlantic. So, so yes. Yes. <laughs> You're I'm you're one of the the casualties out here. It was he was a good man. He was a good man. I'm literally sitting there, and not everyone's like Lena wasn't on her phone, but she was like so into her her food. She was like she couldn't even be bothered to yeah. look up. She was just sitting there eating her sushi and like eating her salad and, and whatnot. Wait, but there's I'm salad at, at hibachi? Yeah, they come give you like this little salad. I don't know, it's whatever. Uh, Sorry, but but so the 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 the, the couple they're both on their phones. And I'm just like, it's such a weird thing. Like, I, Lena gets mad at me if I, when I text and we're hanging out, which I think is funny because she'll do it, she'll do it maybe more than me because I, I try to not do it, but so she'll mm-hmm. do it maybe more than me. And I won't say anything, but I just do find it funny. If she ever listens to this podcast, she'll, she'll, uh, definitely disagree, but yeah. I doubt she will. And so I'm just kind of like, yeah, just looking around this table, like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. You guys are all here with people, right? You're not no none of you are here by yourselves. So why are so many people on their phones? Who are you talking to? Uh 
do you have to take a picture of the food before? Like, are you so you can post it online? Say, yeah, I'm I'm a hibachi. Like, you're not even watching the dude anyway, so it's not like you're like I can tell you're not impressed. But I'm just I'm I'm literally like thinking I'm thinking I wonder what this article is going to say, and I and I say it to Lena. I'm like, hey, do you notice how everyone's like on their phone right now? And I did start talking to her a little bit about what I think the article might say, which is why I definitely do want to read it, uh, and whether or not we think it's true. And how a lot of times, you know, people, people generalize generations a lot. And while we're technically millennials, there are certain things that I just don't feel like I identify with that the, that I feel most people would, would associate with, with millennials, including like the social media post everything online type of, type of lifestyle. Like that's not me. I don't like, like I, I used to post Facebook statuses a lot when we were freshmen in college. Yeah. And then I just kind of stopped. And I don't remember the last time I posted a, you know, a status update. I like the way they used to do the status updates where it's like it was limited on how many characters you can write. And it was always uh, like Reza Hammond is. It came with a default is and you couldn't change it. So you always had to make it like, a you know, you're an action like doing. It has to be an ING verb. Yeah. And <laughs> or or I guess it could be like an, an emotion. You know, Reza is happy. But. But regardless, uh, the nowadays I just I don't I don't know how to use Twitter. I don't think I would be able to ever figure out how to properly use Twitter. You know, I feel like I feel like if I ever post anything on Twitter, it's just a comment that I'm ma- that I'm making that's just going into the void and will never be seen because I'm just not important enough. I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough friends who use Twitter, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to gain any. And so, like, what's the point of posting? Because no one's gonna read it and no one really cares, even if they do see it. Yeah, I mean, but that's like the same thing. With, like people might have the same reaction about like Reddit, right? Like you've got a decent amount of Reddit karma. Um, sort of. I guess with Reddit, it is. It's definitely a different type of culture, I guess. But you it's are a different right. culture. With I think I feel like with Twitter, with Twitter, everything like it's it's kind of built around your identity. Reddit is not everyone's an anonymous is is generally everyone's an anonymous user. And so I can say something witty that does get seen by people or I could say something that's, you know, super insightful and it does get picked up. It does get seen and it gets a lot of upvotes. So it's very possible there. And yes, I do. I definitely do feel that way, though, with Reddit. And a lot of times when I comment, I don't comment on the bigger subreddits. I don't comment on things like I don't I don't I have done. I don't want to deny and say I haven't ever done it. Like, yeah, we'll go back to the tape. Yeah, I'll go on Ask Reddit every now and again, browse through new, and comment on something. And every now and again, I did that the other day. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every now and again, a post gets popular. And you just get lucky, and you get a few hundred karma for it. But I also don't have a, I don't have a ton either. I have two thousand, and it turns out Ooh. I've been, I've, I've been on Reddit for eight years almost. Eight, eight years, God, yeah, almost, almost dang. For eight years. <laughs> yeah, almost eight years, and that's less than one karma a day. That's less than one point a day. That my average is is very poor. There are people that have like hundreds, hundred, over a hundred thousand. They have tens of thousands. There, I, mean, what, I, I was I was looking at, uh, shoot, what was it? I can't. Remember. I think it. I think it was. I, I literally was linking you or or sharing comments with you from that thread. I don't know if it was an NBA thread or something. Mm-hmm. I think that no, was it. Was Game of Thrones? It was. It was a mega thread of the Game of Thrones episode. Oh yeah, and. 
<laughs> there were comments that people would post. People would literally quote things from the episode, and they were getting tens of thousands of karma. People were getting like 15,000. I was like, what the hell? Dude. But, but I think it's because uh, if it's the main mega thread, then people are just getting hype about yeah. what they're seeing on screen. Right. It's amazing. So if you're just the lucky person, because you don't even have to be the first person to say it. You just have to be the first person who who is noticed by a, a couple of people to get those first those initial points because then when people start sorting by best your post shows up there could be a thousand other people who said that exact same thing but you just you weren't lucky enough to have that random user who wanted to upload you right so yeah the, there are just there's so many people who can have who have tons and tons of karma so mine is relatively light compared to compared to those but regardless I do feel like it's slightly different in terms of the medium because it is built around uh, anonymity. Yeah, and I also so, you're also not posting like naked pictures of yourself because <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of people who do that because those are always. Uh, I think that's why Reddit will like will, will find it pretty tough to hit mainstream. Is if you have that kind of content on like the main page, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna just like deter some people. Like I don't want to I don't want to have this on my computer. I mean I know you could like. You know, limit that kind of stuff, but just the yeah, the rate of the sort of the standard out of the box is that you you're gonna see all that stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why, like you know, certain users on Reddit have like hundreds of thousands of karma because they're doing that. Yeah, it's amazing to see uh, the those so those 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 accounts, especially those not safe for work subreddits. It's I feel like it's probably pretty easy to just farm karma by just posting pictures and videos left and right. It's not like you have to do any type of crazy filtration either. You can just go to the front page of your favorite, you know, porn site and start uploading or I guess linking, not uploading, but linking linking these videos and con or and uh, pictures and it's like instant karma. And I know that Reddit does try to filter that or limit that uh so with the popular the popular sorting now that they do with the default subreddits instead mm -hmm. of just cuz they used to do they used to they had a few different things. They had their default subreddits. So years ago, it was like they, they actually had a general subreddit. It was called reddit.com was the actual subreddit. So people would post anything there. You would post uh, – and I was I was literally just looking at it like two days ago. It it was shut. They, they closed that subreddit I think five years ago now. But it was pictures, uh, funny things. Uh, text posts, you know, asking questions. It was super general, and they were. And the reason they got rid of it is because they felt like there were subreddits for everything that they were they were using that general subreddit for. It was just an easy place to kind of farm karma because everyone was subscribed to it. Right. So then there was uh, atheism, uh, politics, news, world news, gaming, uh, technology. I think programming was one of the defaults too. And so if you were to create an account or if you were to log onto Reddit. It was like this twenty, these this twenty to twenty-five uh, curated list of subreddits that generally had, uh, an, a, they had large enough audiences, but also safe for work or relatively safe for work content. It was unlikely that you're going to go in there and find like porn, right? Right. And the the problem is that the language people will use is it, that's not filtered in any way. So when we saw uh, Alexis Ohanian, on, yep. was, it, was it Kimmel the other day? It was day? Kimmel. It was Kimmel. Yep. And he's browsing through through like the front page of Popular, which again, so I didn't, or I didn't explain Popular doesn't have not safe for work subreddits, so and, or even not safe for work posts I think are, are filtered out, generally maybe, and so he's literally going through, and they had to like in post production, 
remove swear words from the comments or from the titles of posts and there was a decent amount of them it was really yeah funny. but the guy posted on today i fucked up and it was still there in the show yeah. like it, yeah like so. kimo had to say like oh like not all this stuff is safe for work like if you're alex ahanian and this is your product like why are you choosing him as like your test subject like you didn't go through like a rigorous search of a user or you just create a fake use i don't know I know that yeah. Reddit would have picked up on the fact that it's a fake user and all that stuff, but like this is like mainstream TV right now, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And and it was it was really interesting following Reddit back in the day. They used to be super. I mean, not to say that they're not open nowadays, but they used to be super open about kind of uh, their their dealings with their owner. Uh, I don't even. I don't think they're owned by them anymore. I don't even know who owns Reddit or if they own themselves. They were originally owned by Condé Nast. Really? Yeah. It, they wow. were acquired, and it, it says in so it was started by them in 2005, and they were acquired in October 2006. They became a direct subsidiary of them uh, in 2011. As of 2012, Red operates as an independent entity, although uh, Advance is still its largest shareholder. Advance, where's where does it say anything? All right, whatever. So, so it, it seems like they have a lot of independence now, but they used to talk a lot about. Condonast and and their 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 operations and kind of how they felt about the website, the content that was there, and they they were strong believers in not censoring anything, allowing anything to be on the front page that the users opted to upvote to the front page. Yep. And nowadays you have things like, you know, the fappening and, uh, uh, what's what's that dude's name, the. I can't remember his username, but the dude who who started a lot of those not safe for work subreddits. There was one called Jailbait where they would post. Uh, it was I. I can't believe I. I still cannot believe that that was a subreddit. They would post kind of uh, suggestive pictures of under eighteen kids. Oh Jesus Christ! Right? I know, I know, and and this was it was a huge subreddit too. I'm not sure how many people actually subscribed, but I'm pretty sure that the the kind of daily visitors that they got was absurd which is kind of disgusting for like you know kind of for for me to say like oh this is something that was on my favorite site like you how do you explain that right and, right and this this is me talking about my favorite site i'm not sitting there talking about investors and the news because that was that was in the news and they ended up they ended up having to shut down that subreddit as well as many others when the fappening happened or or the the release kind of the the sens- uh sensationalized word for the release of those uh hat celebrity pictures yeah, when that happened, they ended up having to take. They shut down a bunch of those subreddits that were sharing those images. They removed a bunch of the images from, like it. You, you you they pretty much shut that stuff down now. I think so. You can't really find it on Reddit at least because those subreddits get shut down pretty quickly. Yeah, people will sort of uh, sort of cite like, "Oh, it's a invasion of my rights and all that stuff," but. Like when they were doing like what fat people hate and uh, yes, that was another one and all that stuff. I think there's a difference between freedom of speech and protected speech and hate speech. And hate speech is not protected. And I know it's all about like well, it's all about how you interpret things and whatnot. But you're pretty sure that you know fat people hate and the content that was there was hate speech. Like there's. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed to come up with, at least in my eyes, a strong enough argument to convince me that it was not hate speech. 
So I'm glad. I mean, you know, it's the internet generation. Things are getting shipped and built without like everyone fully knowing exactly how things are going to play out. And I think we're just becoming more. We have to just we just have to become more and more used to that as a as a result of like how products are made. But it's definitely not easy because we're sort of the crossroads. Like the millennials are the crossroads where. You know, some millennials in our in our pool uh, have never known what life is like without the internet. Uh, we clearly are not one of them, but there's a good portion of us that were born uh, bef- like after the first iPhone was created. You know, and so their grasp of the sort of the working world and how things should work is much different than what we how we see it. Um, I think it's just it'll be interesting to see how things play out, knowing that you have to design for both types of audiences. Uh, who's right and who's wrong at a certain point, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like you don't, you might not like it, but you have to accept it, right? Because that's just the way the world's working. Yep. But then that you also have to put your checks and balances in too, because next thing you know, we're doing some some like real like uh, nefarious shit out here, and you don't want that to happen either. Yeah, meandering a little bit, but whatever. Yeah, what, whatever. Um, yeah, that's all I have. All right. All right, so we'll go ahead and sign off here then. Yeah, well, I'll be excited to hear about your trip once you uh, once you get back. Yeah, sounds good. All right, cool. Oh well, we didn't explain. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Florida. Yeah, I was about to say like. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to Florida on Wednesday. Get back on I think. Sunday, but I'm opening my phone to look at the schedule right now. Yeah, because you don't. I mean, your your grasp of time is so. Yeah, until Sunday. Shut up. So treacherous. <laughs> I leave Wednesday, get back on Sunday. What time and, on Sunday do you get back? Uh, flight. Hold on. Nine forty a.m. is when we land. Cool. Yeah. So I'll hit you up. Uh, we'll figure out when you can get on. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Cool. All right, well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.